Hello, I'm Liam Bogar, Head of Brand Strategy at Mad Kudu, and this is the MadOps Podcast. Once a week, we're bringing you insights into how marketing operations plays a critical role in creating a frictionless customer journey. Today's episode comes from my regular weekly call with Mad Kudu co-founder and Chief Revenue Officer, Francis Burrow. Enjoy! Hey, hey Francis, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. How about you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a little while since the last time we talked. Uh, I thought we would talk about um, something that's come up a few times over the past few weeks and really just jump right into it, which is the relationship between SDRs and lead scoring. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so why don't we just, why don't we just start fresh? How do SDRs see and interact with lead scoring today? Yeah, so it, it really depends on organizations, but most of the time um, SDRs are, like don't only see the result of lead scoring, so they see it as a way to filter leads um into their funnel and um that's really what you know it's kind of this almost like godlike figure that decides you will talk to this lead but not this other one and they see it as kind of a black box as long as they're hitting their quota they don't really want to worry about it or understand what it is but as soon as they're either lacking in number of leads or they're slightly behind their quota they want to start understanding what goes into it why was one lead picked and not the other one so it's, yeah, it's kind of this thing that's outside of their will that uh, can make or break their quota. So there's like some fear and reverence uh, around it. Yeah, it seems like uh, it almost reminds me of a conversation I was having with Sam earlier today about SLAs where like traditionally a sales SLA doesn't actually tell you anything when it's working. It just points out when you're messing up. Right. And it seems like lead scoring really does the same thing where no one's happy with it when it's working because you, you think you're doing the work. But when it stopped, when, when, when your work isn't producing results, suddenly you're like, well, this lead score is obviously messing up. Right, right. And it's, it's really hard for, uh, for SDRs too because they, they sit in this kind of awkward position between AEs and marketing. And you know, generally, a VP of sales is going to be much closer to his AEs than to the SDRs. And the marketing, the CMO is going to be closer to demand gen and potentially marketing ops really than to the SDRs. So they, they're this junior position that operates a very critical function in the company of taking the leads from one organization, marketing, and passing it on um, to sales. And yet they're kind of disserved in how they're trained, how they understand the ICP, how they understand use cases for the product. They don't really get as much training as an AE typically would. So they have this thing where they can tend to build a lot of preconceptions around what a good lead is or what it won't be just based on reply rates that they're going to get because their metric is the number of demos they're going to book. And because of that, they potentially can start to game the system by realizing that smaller companies will have a higher reply rate because um, there's this thing called uh, a Nina, uh, no intent, no authority. And Nina's love to speak with a bunch of people. They're always replied to her emails and that's, you know, that's gold for uh, an SDR, but it's not gold for an AE because the AE is going to be very disappointed. Um, so like the, the lead score will tend to go against scoring highly Nina's, which makes sense because you don't want to have them go through the funnel, but therefore it kind of goes against the easy way of hitting the SDR's target. So it, it creates this kind of friction there where um, because their goals are aligned in an awkward way, it just makes it hard for them to to fully align with the lead score. Um, and so that's like one big thing with their preconceptions of what a good lead is based on their metric. That the second aspect that I think is interesting is today there's just this abundance of data. If you go to, you can go to LinkedIn, to Crunchbase, like all these different things that are gonna tell you 
a huge amount about the lead, but ultimately what I've seen is that reps have a hard time distilling all this information into one core value uh, point to determine what they're going to tell the prospect to engage them. And I think that's where um, there, there's another big gap where they're kind of, again, awkwardly between sales where they have to do one-to-one conversation, but they're closer to marketing from a volume standpoint where they're having to deal with this massive volume of leads. And so it's really hard for them to combine those two elements together. Right. Marketing is really in a position where they say, okay, we have all of the leads and how can we bucket them into into segments so that we can get them a little more relevant in what they're doing. And sales is really the opposite where they're saying, I have this one person and how can I send them the most, how can I work my way up to finding the most relevant uh, conversation to drive them home. And then SDRs are right in the middle where they've got the volume, but they need the relevance. They're really the, the converter between this large volume, you know, this one-to-many conversation all the way down to a one-to-one conversation. Right, absolutely. And that's where I think there's a, um, th- there's a big shift that, that is starting to happen and that um, we want to, have, you know, to accelerate. It's really going from the lead score um, shouldn't be there to please the SDR, so it shouldn't be there to give them the right amount of leads or to give them the leads that they want. It should be giving them the best leads for the company. But then more importantly, the, the lead score should serve and marketing ops should serve the SDRs by giving them the relevant data points so that they can best engage with that uh, MQL. So I think that's one of the big things that's missing is how marketing can use their analytical skills to say, well, we have all of this data coming in from, you know, Mad Kudu, Discover, Clearbit, Crunchbase, all these systems. And how do we figure out based on all of this, what is the use case uh, based on the product can tell us that uh, the SDR should be pitching to uh, the lead. And I think that is kind of a blurry area today that SDRs are having to figure out themselves where they're looking at the website, they're saying, oh, it's a B2B SaaS, let me maybe pitch this or talk about that. Whereas, you know, the message could be very crisp of saying, if you are in sales in a B2B SaaS company, this is how our product is going to help you. And here's an example of a company that you've heard of that uses us and is very happy. And that just drives the message home. And I think um, it's something that marketing is very good at in terms of like bringing analytical skills mm-hmm. to, you know, take this abundance of data and, you know, come out with one score. Uh, and then they need to provide that to the SDR so that they can be relevant and yet stay at scale. And, and, and so in that respect, how do you see that SDR position evolving right now? Because it seems like it's definitely a position that's moving. I mean, we've talked before about how marketing is going further down funnels. So it's not even a given that a salesperson is sending their own emails anymore, at least not right. the first email. And then, and then if that is so, if marketing is taking over some of that part, either by, either by serving them with tools or by just automating that process altogether, then what then becomes the SDR job? And I guess that question comes around to what are the tools that they need to be to be best served given where their job is going right now? Yeah, I think the the role of the SDR is very similar to a role of support on the CS side. I think SDRs are going to be supporting the um, the sales process. So their role is really going to be if uh, a lead has questions and we're not sure that they have intent, like that's when the SDR should be coming in. So it's really to handle one-to-one conversations where we're not yet in a full-blown um, procurement cycle. I think the AEs are really good, and I think AEs are gonna become more and more like field reps where they're really about 
building this relationship, understanding the complexity of procurement. And then SDRs are more, I guess, on the transactional side of saying, well, you have a question, let me provide you an answer and really just be there to, uh, yeah, as a supporting role to the, uh, uh, to the sales org. I think that's a, a big shift that's going to happen. And then the whole thing of how we actually engage leads and get them to, you know, book a demo with an AE or with an SE, I think that's going to, you know, more and more become the role of marketing. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that um, I've been hearing a tiny bit and I'm fully in agreement with is that, you know, the CMO is becoming the new CEO, the chief engagement officer. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately the engagement across uh, the customer journey is going to become the responsibility of the CMO. And that means like all the way till the, the one-to-one conversation. And so like this thing of having SDRs send out um, these emails, I think is, uh, is slowly going to, going to die out. And, and does that mean, I mean, first, are we going to still see SDRs being the name behind the email being sent and so that they can sort of pick up the replies as they come in and that's going to be the point of transition? Because that seems like what we've seen a lot today is like uh, people, are, people are connecting, let's say, Mad Kudu to outreach and they're automatically triggering uh, uh, email sequences. So someone signs up, we know they fit here, we know that they're in this segment, and so we're gonna send them into this sequence with this SDR because that's the lead that the route was, the, the, that's where they were routed to. And so then when the reply comes in, is that where we consider the transition from one-to-many conversation and down to one-to-one, is that where we consider that in- role of engagement over? Yep, I think so. I, I, to me, it's really, again, taking the, the parallel with customer success, if you look at what people are doing today with tools like Intercom, mm-hmm. essentially you sign up for the product, receive the sequence from Intercom that's driving you down the onboarding process. And if you have a question, you reply and someone from support is going to be there. And then if you need you know, more help into going into procurement or something bigger, that's when a CSM is actually going to come in. And I think it's the exact same thing on the sales side where you're going to have these sequences that are, yes, coming from either an SDR or from... I think it will have to come from an SDR just because people are used to it, at least for the next few years. Um, so it's going to come from an SDR. If you have a question, it'll go to uh, to the SDR. But yes, I think it's going to be automated in a similar fashion to you know onboarding on the self-serve side. You know, ultimately, to me, SDRs were kind of built as some form of quick hack, right? We had this thing where initially sales was done with field reps, and it was enterprise, and you didn't have that many accounts you were working, and so you could invest in a one-to-one relationship. And then we discovered the beauty of the digital world and now we're able to send, you know, spray and pray and send all these emails to everyone. And now we needed this function in the middle because we couldn't have, you know, highly paid AEs talk to every single response to an email. And so that's when we created the SDR. But I think it was really more of a function of, you know, gaps we had from a technology standpoint where we were not yet able to, you know, handle these one-to-one um, at least outgoing conversations at scale. But as we get there, I think that that job is going to move, you know, further up the funnel. Yeah. And, and, and at the same time, you know, we were talking uh, last week at the retreat about like the SDR as a position is really where you like earn your stripes as a salesperson. And that, and there's always going to be that function. Like SaaS companies are going to keep wanting to bring in entry level salespeople to get them in a, in a safe environment where they're, where they're not completely responsible for P&E and, and they don't completely carry a quota, but they carry a semi-quota where you're getting an idea of what the sales cycle looks for and your role in it, but you're not really make or break on revenue. You can't just pull in a, 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 an entry-level sales position and give them a quota, right? And so even as this position moves, there's still this sense of we want to give them a taste for what it's like 
to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation. So really what we're doing is we move marketing further down the funnels. We're just teeing them up more and more. We're, we're volleying them. And it seems like the friction that we're seeing today is where we're stopping the tee and letting these SDRs come in. We've used a lot of data to get the person that far, but we haven't really given them the tools to leverage. They don't know what, that's that black box impression is like, a lot of different actions happened. There was some A-B tests on the website, followed by this, followed by a, a drip sequence campaign. And then all of a sudden, an S, I, I, you know, this lead was routed to me and they, and they said, hello, or I sent out a generic email sequence. And it seems like one of the last major steps is saying, okay, how do we make this SDR successful so that in 12 months they're ready to take on a quota and take on that SMBAU role? And I think that is a lot of taking all of that data that marketing has and, and delivering those signals straight to the SDR and saying, look, the reason we've teed you up with this person is because it looks like they're growing really fast and it looks like they're in the right industry. And it looks like, and, and so, you know, that's obviously something that we're doing a little bit with Matt Kudu today, but it's really just about get, taking all of those qualitative reflections and, and pushing it down to the SDR and saying, this is why this person made it this far so far. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and giving them, enough data points of uh, the consultative approach of saying this is the person who you're talking to this is the use case you should pitch so that they can actually practice that and then whenever they you know become an AE they're very good at knowing what kind of data to probe for to understand what is going to be the best use case to pitch and I think that's the real strength of a of a very good AE is being able to in a few minutes understand what is going to be the use case that is going to unlock the highest amount of value and therefore, you know, uh, yield the highest chances of closing the deal. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, fundamentally, it seems like our goal here is to, in, in order to make SDR successful uh, with lead scoring, is really about removing that black box feeling by saying, here is the why. How do we, not how do we please you by giving you as many leads as possible, graded high, graded low, whatever, but really serving them by saying, here are the people that actually want your product, and these are the reasons we think they want your product. Now, take those reasons and form and start a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Right, right, and even further than that, right? There's like, the, I think you're very right. There's the aspect of saying you want to build trust by saying, we assigned this person to you because we think they're a good fit, and here's some reasons why. I think the next step that really is going to be critical is saying, and here's what you need to tell them to engage exactly. them. And I think that's the part that today. I want to say nobody, there's just very few companies that are starting to do this, of thinking of what is the, how do I dynamically figure out what is the use case to pitch to maximize my chances of responses? And I think once we get there, then we're really educating the, um, the SDRs to do this pattern recognition of saying, oh, I see this persona, I've seen it before, I know what use case is going to work, I know which case studies I should mention, and it's just going to make it so much easier to go in generate meetings and get prospects excited about the next step in funnel. And who do you think owns that knowledge today of like what the, what, which persona corresponds to which use case? Where do you think that knowledge mostly lives? Today that mostly lives in product marketing. So that's why I think it's important for marketing ops to be in charge of funneling that down to the, um, to the SDRs because again, they're the frontier between uh, everything marketing and, uh, and sales. And, this, and I guess this comes back to why you talk about the chief engagement officer. It's from the very beginning of the product experience 
through marketing from even from before, but through that product onboarding all the way to identifying when they're ready to talk to sales and saying, how do we take the first piece of information that we knew that got them into this journey and how do we bring everything we've learned along the way and give it to the person who's the first person in that experience who's going to have a one-to-one right. one-on-one conversation. Right. How do we take that collective knowledge of that customer journey and bring to them? Yep. And beyond that, which will be probably a topic for another podcast, there's the CMO still has a role post uh, AE engagement and post uh, uh, conversion. I think once you become a customer, the marketing still needs to have an understanding of what is this full customer journey to make sure that you can drive referrals, that you can drive case studies, because all of that is actually going to come back and funnel more uh, more leads into the pipeline at the very top. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat about that. Um, Super interesting. And we'll talk again next week. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us for the MadOps podcast. I've been Liam Bogar, head of brand strategy at MadKudu, and I'll see you again next week. In the meantime, if you'd like to ask us any questions about marketing operations, hear us cover any topics on the podcast, or if someone is a guest on the show, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at MadKudu or email me directly at liam at madkudu.com. Thanks.